The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move out from house to house. Whenever you enter a town, people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town, they do not welcome you. Go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your own town, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. morning. How are you? Good and tired. Nothing if not consistent. As usual, I have a question for you. Have you ever gone somewhere and been told to take a friend? Yeah? Can you tell me an example? So many times you've had to do that, but you don't really remember what. Yeah. In school, we always had to take a buddy, right? So whenever we were going somewhere, and if the teacher couldn't go with us or an adult couldn't go with us, we had to take a buddy so that they would go with us. That's pretty familiar, right? Yeah. In today's story, Jesus sends 70 people out and has them all take a buddy, right? So Jesus is going to go with them, but they're not going to be alone. They take a buddy. And everywhere they go, they share. 
They share what they know and what they hear and what they think, but they also receive whatever they have to give. Over the course of this time, they see really cool things happen. People who are sick get better. People who are hungry get fed. Even people who have things in their life that really hurt, have them leave. Over and over and over again, when they go out, they see these really good things. And then they come back and they celebrate. Jesus, you should have seen all the cool stuff that happened. Now, if I go out by myself and I see the most awesome thing, I see a unicorn out in the wild. Are you going to believe me? What? Why not? It's my word by myself, right? Yeah. If I go out and I take a buddy and we both see a unicorn, are you going to believe us? Depends on the buddy, right? (laughs) And a little bit more, right? What if we all go out and we see a unicorn? Are people going to believe us? We're a little bit closer, right? Sometimes Jesus has us take a friend because we're going to see some unbelievable things in this world. Unbelievably good. And it's good for us not to see them by ourselves, though sometimes we can't help that. It's good for us to take a buddy. It's not just for safety, but it's for sharing. And it's for believing. And it's for helping other people understand that these good things in life, they really do exist. They're awesome. So, this week, I want you to find a buddy. It can be a brother or sister, because I see we have those pairs already. But they can be other people too. They can be friends, or they can be family. They can even be new friends. I want you to find a buddy to experience something good with. Maybe it's fishing or swimming. Maybe it's playing, whatever you want. But as you have a buddy, and as you experience something good, remember to share it. It's just like seeing a unicorn out in the wild. We want to hear about it, and we want to hear it from both of you. Does that make sense? All right. Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, you send us out with buddies. Help us to find good buddies in this life, not just one, but many, many, many good buddies. People that we can go into the world with, see good things, come back and share them. Thank you so much for the good you plant out in this world, for the way that we find it, and for all the buddies in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. You can go back to your seat. In the name of Jesus, amen. We did a version of this this past week. Me and the Canes and Jam McQuaid and a few others We took vacation Bible school flyers and we went out two by two across the bill. And we knocked on every door. And sometimes there was nobody. 
And sometimes people would answer, and sometimes they wouldn't really want to answer. That's okay. Every once in a while, you get a conversation. Sometimes it was really good. Sometimes it was just passing. Sometimes people were overjoyed to hear that there was a vacation Bible school in the area. It was really kind of cool. Afterwards, some of us had to leave and go, but some of us got to stay. And we gathered, and we ate ice cream sandwiches and freeze pops, and we shared all that we had known. It was really kind of cool. It was cool to hear that other people were having good experiences too. It was cool to hear that other people had met folks that I hadn't met yet. It was cool to hear the way that just in our fumbling attempts at sharing good things, we were able to see really good things happen. It was kind of neat. Now, if I would have went off by myself, I, I had a feeling that we could have trusted one another with these good things. But it was so nice to have a buddy. In today's story, Jesus does indeed send folks out in buddies. But the unbelievable part is almost in the messaging that happens. I wouldn't believe it. It was just by myself. You see, at the beginning of this text, we have a clue of what Jesus is about to do. He's sending people out very specifically to the places he intends to go. Now, why is Jesus sending people out to places he's already going to go? I don't know. They're not making room preparations. They're not making like preparations for him to stay or to eat or to do anything specifically. They are going out with this really good news and doing these really good things ahead of time. Kind of like John the Baptist a little bit. And so Jesus already intends to go to all these places, and they're sent out, and they're sent out with instructions. And these instructions are to talk to no one on the way, talk to nobody on the road, but whatever house you enter, peace be with you. And if that peace stays there, great. If not, it comes back to you. Whatever town welcomes you, eat whatever, cure the sick, cast out demons. If they don't, shake the dust off your feet. Now, there's two stipulations I've left out. And these are the biggest stipulations, I think, in this whole text. Because as the buddies go out two by two, wherever they're going, if the town welcomes them, they announce that the kingdom of God has come near to you. And if they don't welcome them, they announce that they're shaking the dust off. But hear this. The kingdom of God has come near. This is important. Because in the same way that over freeze pops, none of us said, well, I got really mad at that one house. They didn't answer the door. <laughs> they didn't want my flyer and they didn't want this. No, there's this, just this heart of welcome and open. The same thing is true for Jesus. That when Jesus goes from town to town and sends these 70 out to go from town to town, there is not this understanding of there's only one opportunity to get this right. And if you get it wrong, we're going to shake the dust off our feet. We're never going to be back again. That's nowhere here. It is true and certainly true that if you accept, you get to hear the good news that the kingdom of God has come near. And if that you reject 
or you're not ready, or you don't understand, you still hear the kingdom of God has come near. Because the truth of the matter is that God is not drawing near because these towns are faithful. And God is not drawing near because these towns are good. God is drawing near because God loves these towns, cares for these people, loves unconditionally each and every one of them. Now you may say, Pastor, what about shaking the dust off? What about casting out demons and healing the sick and eating whatever's in front of you? Why are these two experiences so different? Well, I do think that God wants to fill us more and more each day with this goodness, more and more each day with understanding, more and more each day with a sense of passion and purpose and the very love of God. And inside these moments, we can see a little bit of a boundary, a little bit of a purpose. If you're not ready for peace, you might not really understand the purposes of God right now. But that does not mean to say you are far away from the heart of God right now. That is not to say that you are far away from the love of God right now. That is not to say that you are not in the center of God's plan and purpose right now. There is a difference between following the will of God and being far from the love of God. We may get the will of God wrong. We may get the purposes of God wrong. We may not even expect or accept God in certain parts of our lives, but that does not put us away from the heart of God. That does not put us away from the love of God. Week after week after week lately, we have been hearing these texts that seem to be stark and separated, but they are so intentionally open. Open with the good news of God and Christ Jesus for us and for all people, but more than that, never separating us from the love of God and Christ Jesus. In other words, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter if you accept the words that are in front of you or not, God loves you just the way you are. God loves us just the way we are. And God loves the world. Anybody that's not around us, everybody that's out there, just the way they are, too. Now, there may be work to do. There may be things we're being called to change. There may be opportunities to live at greater peace and in deeper love with one another. But do not mistake that for being far from the heart of God. No. We are always and always loved. And so when the buddies come back and they celebrate everything that happened, all that they could do, all that they could see, Jesus says, don't celebrate because of power or because of purpose, 
but celebrate that your names, just like theirs, are written in heaven. Celebrate that you are loved. It is out of love that they are able to do these things. It's out of love that they were sent. It's out of love that they come back again. So, whatever we see in this world, whatever we're able to do as Trinity, whatever we're able to do as individuals, do not celebrate because of what we are or what we have been. Celebrate love. Love between us, love between neighbors and friends and strangers even. Love between God. God be with you. If you accept all these words that we hear in scripture, and God be with you if you say no. God be with you if peace rests on you, and God be with you if it doesn't. God be with you in every single season of life. And may God help you to know and to trust and assure and certain hope that you we, the world, is loved. Thanks be to God. Amen.